Ooh, hi. Hi. Oh, I'm going to oh. mute you here. Okay. Okay, good. Oh, there I got you go. this big thing on my screen that said the host muted you. Rude. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> God. Shut up, Shane. <laughs> God, enough already. We're like uh, 30, 30 seconds in where I'm already telling you to shut up. That's fine. I mean. Hi, Shane. Hi, Beans. What's going on? Nada. How's it going? Um, it's 1028 in the morning and I already did a 45 minute workout. So I feel, um, pretty good about it. And, um, I, I watched your 45 minute workout like a crazy. I, I saw the heart spam at the beginning. Don't you worry. Okay. I know you, I know you were there and I did your signature, um, cardio move at the end with the four legs, four arms, and then two point jacks, which is like my new favorite thing. Love. Love. No one knows what the hell we're talking about, by the way. It's okay. It's well, fine. Th- you can go to at the salt drop and find out. <laughs> you can find out for yourself. The magic is there for you. Yeah. Um, wait, so should we tell people what they're listening to? You're listening to Clubhouse. This is the Clubhouse. And this is Dino. That's Shane. <laughs> what? Welcome, everybody. That would be funny if they thought I was Dino. All fourteen, all fourteen or fifteen of you. What's up, everybody? Hey, no, we have no, we've had... from so far like seventy six listens, and I was like, "What?" That's everybody that we know. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Thanks for listening. That's Thank awesome. you for supporting twenty questions and forty tangents. That was the oh. best. That was the best title of that episode ever, by the way, because it was giggled. literally. It was, there may have been 40 tangents within each question, honestly, Mm. but yeah, yeah, but it worked out. And like the thing in talking to some of my favorite podcasters, um, like I listened to a bunch of drag race recap podcasts, which, you know, um, and two of my favorites, um, I've actually met the people who do them so johnny and colin who do uh, all right mary which is yeah. in a, like a deep dive i've listened to that Paul's one drag race. so good yeah so i met them when i went to see you in new york i and remember. remember when we went to uh heights just for the not the drag room brooklyn heights the actual place brooklyn heights yeah uh for the evening and i was to meet them and that's so funny cute. enough it was so cute and we had been emailing, like, I was their first um, Mary, as they call them, like, that had reached out and said, like, hey, I like your podcast. Like, let's nerd out, whatever. So we had been in contact for years at that point. And when we met and chatted, we figured out that Johnny and I lived in the same building in what are the uh, Brooklyn Heights at the same time though and the what are the chances that's crazy it's so crazy so and then um squirrel friends cocktail hour um with nick and amanda nick and his boyfriend keon came to europe and then came over for dinner and like hung out with ben and i that's adorable it was was so fun so So adorable so much fun so anyways i was kind of seeking out advice from any help that they're willing to give and um johnny said you're not gonna get into your rhythm until like episode 10 so just let it be what it is and let the segments naturally develop and you know like he said i'll give you feedback after a few but don't just 
just let just it happen, go. you know, enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, I'm, I really enjoyed last week and wait, same. Like, since I love last week was so much fun. I, um, I just feel like, um, you know, there's, there's something to be said for going, um, off on tangents and like, you know, following or not following if you know us or if you don't know us, but, um, I just think it's just fun to get, um, into the things that make us tick a little bit and, mm. um, the interesting people, um, that kind of make up the fabric of our lives. Cause you know, we talked about like, what was the clubhouse to begin with and, um, trying to figure out like what what was it that we wanted to talk about what made the podcast interesting to us and it was like uh, intoxicating conversations and Mm. um things that make life richer um Mm -hmm. i believe you said the fabric of life and i i can't even quote it perfectly because i listened you say it 12 times i was like this is exactly what it is i think it's so fun it's so fun yeah because Oh, well, I mean, and this is the other thing that I think is kind of silly, too. We end up, like, as we get ready to do the podcast, we get on and we talk to each other beforehand. <laughs> and and honestly, true. 99% of the time, we're like, wait, let's just do this. Press let's record. Just record it. <laughs> the funny thing to me is, like, it's 1030 in the morning here. 430 here. there. And I was like, I, part of our conversation yesterday when we were chatting, I was like, is it weird that you spend like the first half of your day like waiting for the rest of the world to wake up because like your family your mom is on in california time which is three hours behind Mm. me so by the Mm. time you can talk to any of us it's like you're halfway through your day already Mm. yeah um yeah that's exactly it um it's weird i it is weird i get a lot done in the morning. So, um, I usually go for a walk with a dog with my headphones on, listen to a podcast or the playlist that I'm working on or whatever. So I'm like working, but hanging with a dog, um, get like the housework done, little stuff, anything that I have to plan, like everything happens before two usually. Um, but it, I, I have to fight my hands to not text people that live in California yeah. or also, New you York can or text wherever. Me whenever you want, because my shit's always on but silent. As, so you can get. Do not describe. Yeah, go exactly. Pants, go nuts. But like, I started doing more of it on Instagram. So there's like, so I feel like less. Here's 900 texts to wake up to. But I actually, I don't mind waking up to 900 texts. Like on our salt drop group chat i love it when you guys have a massive conversation i wake up with like 47 literally because i'm like oh i have things uh-huh. to read because sarah rose is in seattle so she's on that same west coast time so we'll end up having like lots of conversations later because she also rapid yeah. fire texts like um like like you do and stream of totally, consciousness which i love uh, but it's funny because both you and her cj and i are on the same time frame so we're always um up with whenever you guys are um mm-hmm. but yeah it's just funny catching up to all those text messages whenever um whenever you wake up in the morning because it's like uh a lot sometimes there's like 40 or 50 text messages like mm-hmm. with yeah the most random knowledge 
And usually a, a shark. Oh, emoji. for sure. If you're, if like, you're involved <laughs> in the text messaging, there's a shark emoji. Wait, I just real quick. I don't want you to like go like deep into it, but like you said, you like put your headphones on and go and listen to a podcast. What are besides the two that you already mentioned? What else do you like to listen to? Um. So, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast depending on who's on it. Um, I, I really like comedy yeah. a lot. And since he's a comedian, he has a ton of comedians on his podcast. Um, but also he has just interesting people. Uh, his, his episode with Bernie Sanders was amazing. It, it was just, like three and I hours watched, long, right? I watched that though. That one wasn't that, that the most recent one was about an hour and a half. His Elon Musk one was about three hours. And the thing that's nice is he doesn't have any format. He just talks. So there's no pressure on the guests to get an agenda out. Like he doesn't really have people on there to promote stuff. Yeah. It's just he has them as guests and they speak. And I like that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, God, I listen to so many. I listen to Office Ladies, which is an office um, rewatch podcast done with Angela Kinsey and um, – oh, I always want to say Pam, but her name is – Whoever played Pam. Oh, gosh, I should know her name. Um, Jenna okay. Fisher. There it is. And that's cute because they were actually there. Which So they tell all these cute little behind-the-scenes stories. And I love The Office. So great. Um, God, I don't know. I listen to hundreds. I listened to you last week on Mostly Balanced. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Mostly yeah. Balanced. That was so fun. That was a really good interview. Like, I, I – Loved the way you talked about Salt Drop because it it's it was very sincere and but it also um, it's a great elevator pitch because it said exactly what it was and it was nice to hear um, your backstory even though I know it it was nice to hear you say it and yeah I really enjoyed that that pod it's a, it good. was really cute those two um, are current clients but it's weird because they're former Bar Three clients of mine. Um, mm. and, um, yeah, they were kind of a part of my evolution as a instructor teacher, um, from almost the very beginning. Um, I think it was like a year or so into me teaching or a year and a half into me teaching that I finally met, like, I think Carly was my first client, the first one of the two that came. Um, mm. but yeah, they, they did this really dope podcast. Um, Y'all should go and check it out. They actually are um, interviewing some really fantastic people. So I feel kind of blessed to have been their first guest. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun to be able to talk to them about the whole sort of trajectory of life because a lot of times, and I this is actually kind of a good segue because what I really wanted to do was like, find out a little bit more, talk to you a little bit more about um, like all the things that led you to where you are, which I think would kind of be a nice way to format this one today. But, um, but yeah, just getting an opportunity to kind of chit chat about the nonlinear path to where we are today. Cause you and I are both 40 and for a lot of people, mm even our friends that are probably listening, some of my friends like knew from when they were little that they want mm -hmm. to do X, you know, like I grew up with a friend named Nikki and she just was like, from the very day that I met her in second grade, 
she knew that she wanted to like be, do something with architecture. Um, she just like was a good with drawing and, um, and just vis visualizing things. And then my friend Ashley, always from the get go knew that she wanted to do makeup. Um, so my, my first date with Ashley, cause Jeremiah introduced us. My first friend date with her was at my apartment, our first solo date where we were like yes. just us. Um, and all we did was play makeup and cause I used to work for Mac and That's how I, started I have too. a, yeah, like a totally brief makeup career compared to her but um I love talking to her about makeup because it's just, like her little videos that she did during lockdown that were like how to's I binge watched those not just because it's great information I like looking yeah. at her face yeah I did I she's will just watch, I will love watch her. her do makeup like legit all day long sometimes and what's nice is that you know, a lot of people are self-conscious whenever they're doing their makeup and or they'll be like, don't watch me do this. Like, um, she's straight up just like, get in there. Doesn't give a shit. I'm just like, oh my God, white uh -uh. eyeliner on the bottom of your eye. And then right. like, you just, right. and then you don't put that there. And I'm just like, oh, and then you do that. Wow. Cheekbone like uh -huh. that. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. She's, if, if you want to, um, if you like makeup, her handle is at Beauteous, Beauteous Max. Max. She's all yeah, over our Instagram, so it's all good. Just find us is. and you'll find her. Yeah. Um, Can I? Um, why would tangent? Well, no, I wanted that? to ask you, like, would, would it be okay if I, like, just kind of asked you some shit about um, you today? Like, can we, can we learn yeah, about Shane sure. today? All right. Yeah. I, just, I feel <laughs> but we go tell me. We can ping pong because I don't I, ugh, I get like weird when it's all I it's weird because for being somebody covered in tattoos that had a shaved head that's always been like a singer and a band and like very out there. I also like don't don't like totally talking about I myself like yeah. only. Well, I know, also, but, but you know me. You know, I'm whatever. like my way of relating um is um interjecting uh bits and pieces of my life but I am active listening I swear um oh I of course but like but um <laughs> a podcast would be pretty boring if I was just like yeah yeah and you're like yeah mm -hmm, okay cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but you know like um a lot of the people in my life um you grew up in California where we're there though so uh, Ashley grew up in San Diego, right? Um, I, in the Bay. I don't know exactly. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, right. In North. I don't know exactly okay. where. But... Um, so I, I grew up in Southern California. Um, Mission Viejo is the exact city. That's where my parents still live. Um, we went to the beach a lot. Um, I was really into skateboarding and surfing. Um, Super California. So I California say that with like the least was... amount of, um, <laughs> I have no experience in California, very little. My experience in California is like Palm Springs. So it's like this big. That's a great but, experience. But That's yeah, perfect. so it sounds very California <laughs> to me. Yeah, it, it was. My parents um, are both very California. My mom was not born there. She was born in Pennsylvania, but she is like the most where, California. Do you know where in Pennsylvania? 
Swickley, Shut up. You know that's yeah. right by yeah. where yeah. I grew up. <laughs> No, yes. <laughs> that's a, I can't. I had friends her. in Sewickley. I used to hang out in Sewickley. No yep. way! Yeah. Oh my god, my mom would be like, "That is what? so funny." It's a really nice neighborhood. Yeah, she lived there. She lived there till she was nine, and then they and my grandmother was one of twelve. So they kind of half of them stayed east, and half of them went west. Wow. And it's kind of still the same way today. Like half of them are east, half of them are west. Twelve. Yeah, twelve. That's my mom had was one of eleven. Um, I just never heard of a family that oh big God. before. No, it's cr- I like. Were you were you always <laughs> pregnant? Always, <laughs> literally always pregnant. <laughs> always pregnant. Like you didn't have a period for over twelve I'm years. Like what is going on? That I mean, that just scares me. That's so cute though. <sighs> Yeah. Um, wow, that's so funny. So that that was like California stuff was always a part of my life. Music was always a part of my life from a very young age. Um, what kind of what kind of music yeah. did you listen to as a kid? Um, everything my parents did. So um, lots of Motown. Yeah lots of did they um, play music in the car for you like when you were driving around oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah like my mom and I have a dance that is called the car dance and because you can only do it with one hand (laughs) and all it is is you put your palm up and your palm down and you poke your fingers forward and it's two on top and two on the bottom and that's it (laughs) and then if you want to get crazy you switch hands Uh and then if you're at a stoplight, you do. Oh my hands. god! I wish yeah. you guys could see so this. We, it's amazing. Yeah, we do this dance um, to this day still, and I have very specific memories listening to um, the Pointer Sisters. Um, th- that is my favorite record to listen to on vinyl. Um, I mean, any any Pointer Sisters, but that uh, Graceland by Paul Simon, um, Whitney Houston, yes. Michael Jackson, like they had my, I think my mom was the sort of music taste person in the house. My dad has good taste, but he had like also some pretty rascal choices in his CD yeah. changer in the back yeah. of his car. Um, one of which this is not rascal. This is great, but he loves, um, emotions. Mar- Mariah Carey. Like, and would put it on repeat and listen to it just over and over and over and over again. And this is basically for like eight wow. years. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, it's so funny. My parents are like completely the opposite. My mom is like, it, it's so bizarre because I am such my mother's son. Like, I talk to huh. her every single day. We have the same hands. Yeah. Like, I feel like she, our personalities are one and the same. She drives me crazy, but like, she's not the music listener in my family. My dad, is so like in the same yeah. way that you remember that my, my dad used to have um a lincoln mark five and we used to have Ooh. um an a-track player and it was like stuff like tom jones engelbert humperdinck yes. neil diamond like all that shit and yes. then on top of that my mom and dad are both from italy so we this last christmas when i was there my mom and dad went through like all of these like uh special songs that they loved from like the 60s and 70s like italian rock um one of these days i'll post some of them uh, one, uh, if we i don't know if on our i already started the clubhouse mixtape okay, so we'll, and i some put of that on because it is such good music like 
it was rebellious like but back to what we were saying like my mom and dad my my dad is the music person um and your mom is the music person which is so odd yes that's like i remember one summer distinctly um we went to see uh chicago and the beach boys were touring together and we went to see them twice amazing (laughs) like uh yeah and we got these great seats like where there was grass where you could kind of bring a picnic blanket and sit and we preferred to sit there probably a because we were kids and I'm sure it was easier to have kids be able to move around and not have to stay in a seat but my mom and I would just and just dance the whole time like how could you yeah it's so cute but um yeah so she's my mom has incredible taste in music. Incredible. Well, like in our lives now as um, like fitness folks, mu- music has always been like a big um, piece of it. So I, so it totally makes sense to me that you had um, music around you um, as you were growing up. Cause I also, I mean, I know we talked about this, I think, um, We've talked. I don't know if we talked about this in the first podcast, but um, that you are an incredible musician and you also sing. Um, but we can. I want to get. In, we can get into that in a minute. But I kind of want to fast forward and ask you, um, because what we do together right now is, well, we do this. We do. We talk about music a lot. We do a lot of things together. But yeah. one of the other things that we do now together that I think is so special. Um, it warms my heart. Like you have no idea, but like we teach together. And um, so I kind of just want to like, maybe focus the conversation for a second on like when you knew you wanted to work or teach fitness or I want to kind of hear about like that piece of your, that one little piece of your story. Okay. So it wasn't really a choice that I specifically made with career in mind. Um, my dad was a coach. Um, and just for the, for some context, my dad is very ill and, uh, has Parkinson's and in the last two and a half years has taken a dive from being a completely healthy man to being in bed and weighing less than a hundred pounds. And so just to give you some context, um, when I refer to my dad, if I say was a coach, he's still living, but he does not work. He's not able to anymore. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely go into that at a later date. But um, so he, I've, I had always been around sports because he coached my whole life. I was almost born at a football game. So it, it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's in me. Um, and I had coached soccer because uh, I played and I had taught dance and was always in organized sports. So I had, I played soccer until I was you know, injured, too injured to play yeah. anymore. You have bad knees um, now from all that shit. I have terrible yeah. knees, yeah. terrible surgeries knees. Surgeries so, and all the, the, um, all it. <laughs> so many all surgeries it. and they're just the worst. So, um, fitness had always been around and that's always something that had been a part of my life from a very young age. Um, and so, and then what, like when I worked for Disneyland, um, I did a lot of training when I worked there and a lot of training of not just employees, but training trainers yeah. to train. Training. <laughs> That's a trainers. lot of that word, but yeah, teacher yeah, yeah. training basically. Yeah. Um, 
so I have, have worked really hard at, and I know I am very good at myself conveying information in an understandable and executable way, but also teaching other people to do that. Um, and that, that also worked for me in my career in visual merchandising. Yeah. Um, cause basically you're just trying to get somebody to execute your vision, which is the same thing, but in a different context. Well, you had been, you'd been doing um, that kind of work for so long. You were, you were like, you were a leader, you had leadership positions in that, um, from yes. the, the time that I've known you, like for the last at least yes. 10 years, if not more, you know? Yeah. The first time I had been out of the like quote corporate world was when I, moved. So like, um, so between soccer and dance and like gym stuff, which I always did like a little 24 hour fitness, you know, when that was the thing, when I lived in New York, I played tennis with Tony. Um, and he was a great teacher because he's a really good player and he was so fun. It's so fun to play with somebody that's so much better than you because it really pushes you. I remember you you both playing at the Fort Green. Um, I know you guys started playing up. We did. uh, Was it 96 Street? But then like, I remember you guys playing at the Fort Green Park too. Fort Green Park, we played at in winter and in summer we played at 96th Street because um, the clay courts aren't open in winter and clay is just such an easier surface to learn on because it's a slower game. So it was very enjoyable. And I loved, I always wanted to play tennis growing up, but since it's a singular sport and so much more expensive, it just wasn't in the cards. Um, Yeah. So, so then, as you said, my knee injuries just kind of took over yeah. well and yeah that i mean i think that's kind of like a good well my next question was kind of going to be another thing that we have in common is and if you listen to the um mostly balanced podcast you know that my former work life um my version my the thing that brought me into the game of fitness or or teaching fitness for that matter was bar three um, and so like mm-hmm. when people ask me my why, my why is like you introduced it to me. So like, I don't know what was like, why, wh- why, why bar three? Like, why did you start teaching bar three in the first place? So Shane is, I... the, reason, Shane is the reason why <laughs> I taught bar three for six years. And technically why you have salt trap now. And, so you're all I welcome. Mean, technically the reason why I do what I do right now is honestly because we, I went to Coachella with Shane and she was like squeezing an orange ball between her legs in the kitchen on her, on her laptop. <laughs> but like, truly, I mean, that's part of my story. You heard me, you heard me say before. So like, I'm really curious, like what, what was the draw for bar three to you? I'm, I'm so happy to have been that conduit yeah. for you. Um, so for me, I had just moved to Portland from New York, um, gotten a, a different job, and I was not f- fresh at that point, but recently divorced and kind of needed a quiet couple of years. <laughs> I just needed to, to like have some space, yeah. have a bigger yeah. apartment, and and just just reset a little bit. Um, so. I struggled a lot to find the right workout for me with my limitations with my knees. And I, everybody can do some form of fitness. If it's moving your fingers up and down, if you don't have fingers, you can wiggle your head side to side, whatever it is, you 
you and can do it. And let's be honest, you know? like at that time, I feel like, and this doesn't even go back that many years. This may go back like seven years, six years, uh, probably seven years. Um, boutique fitness was a way different situation anyway. Like it wasn't that there was like a yeah. ton of classes for you to go out and like pick from anyway. No. And, um, and at that point when I was still like really actively in, in, uh, physio for my knees, um, I, I just felt a little more comfortable going and doing circuits in the gym cause I could control yeah. it. And I, I was very aware of my limitations and, you know, I got into yoga a little bit later and then there was a really good class that was offered at my, at my office. So yeah. I did that a couple times a week. Um, and then still, still went for really long walks. Cause I, I used to be a runner and then when my knees went, that was no longer, but I still enjoy walking. I find it, that's where I do my best. Totally. Thinking. I have my headphones on, you know, I'm all my ideas yeah. are flowing. So, um, I walked past, um, the Pearl studio on Marshall and, um, was just out for a walk, like, and walked past the window and saw what they were doing in there. And, and I was like, you know, I think I could do all that stuff that they're doing. Maybe I'll give it a shot. So gave it a shot, loved it instantly because I felt active again in that way. Cause I used to love high intensity yep. workouts, like, and jumping and all, and, and like running and smashing into people. And like, you know, if you play soccer, it's a contact sport and it's hard to get that out of you. Um, so, so I wanted to teach after my first class, which I know that, <laughs> you talked about that, on the podcast. That Pearl studio is actually like really um, engaging from the outside because you walk by that big glass wall and I, I feel like so many of the clients that uh, found Bar 3 for, uh, originally were like walking by and just happened by that studio. Yeah, it was very unique in yeah, that totally. way. And I loved to be at the window. That was my favorite yeah. spot because I just loved looking out and kind of letting my brain yeah. wander yeah. a little bit. Um, so, so I liked that it was attainable, but you could push yourself and suitable for, for different levels. Who's your first instructor? Um, that's that's Heather always Olson. an important piece to add. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never yeah. forget yeah. Heather Olson. Yeah. It was cool. a great class. Um, and yeah. So yeah, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to teach it. I knew I could, I auditioned. What was your um, audition? For what was your audition like? Was it nerve wracking? A little bit, but I'm, you were so confident you're so confident a singer and a dancer yeah. and so you can't mess with me with yeah. the beat you just can't like you know like I remember some an instructor once saying you were on the two and I'm like but it was a downbeat song and so I'm actually on the one and then I was like I can't explain I'm, this I'm, to you like don't like and and also I might be just doing some stuff that's like a little more advanced that you you know not to say that I'm some but just don't mess with me yeah. with music. Like tr trust. Oh, and man. Belief, okay? We're going to get into music some other <laughs> time because holy shit. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So then you taught bar three for how long? Um, let's see. So uh, I got laid off at that job. Um, this is when you were living and... in Portland, you got laid off the, your uh -huh. full-time job. So you picked up, you were picking up mm -hmm. more classes then. 
Yep. Cause creative is always the first to go. And like two months before that, Ben, my husband had come over on a, um, cause he had gotten an offer from Adidas and they had done his visa and whatever. And so the same thing happened to that creative department and they canceled his visa like the next day. So he had to fly back to Manchester, sure. um, which yeah, it was a very shit moment. That's the first time I ever saw Ben cry. Um, cause we both were like, what, what are we going to do now? Cause we had just been going through being apart. All we were trying Be to together. do was live in the yeah. same place. I that remember. was it. And it took us two years to get to that place. So, um, so I started teaching there and they didn't really like that. I was going to be potentially leaving. Um, we had talked a little bit about like jobs at the home office, but it, nothing panned out. And so I decided we, Ben and I decided we were going to move to the UK. So I decided instead of paying my really expensive rent that I was happy to pay because I loved my apartment. But when you're not, when you don't have a paycheck anymore, you're like, Oh, maybe my apartment's a little expensive. Right. <laughs> um, so Ben and I packed up my um, little yellow beetle with Freddie and we drove from Portland to my mom's house. Um, and it was such a magical trip. We had a, the best And then you time. taught, you taught um, bar three in California then too, right? Yeah, I taught and I still do. When you go back to um, visit. When I, when I yeah. go back, yeah, I still teach at bar three, South OC, both studios. Um, shout out to Nikki and so, Jessica. Um, yeah, so there. We both have a very, I, do you, we both have a very interesting relationship and history with bar three it's like something something totally. i feel like we should just devote like a whole hour to talking about um our experience with the company because you know we both have like a lot of love for the experience totally. that we had there and the utmost respect for like the major majority of the people that we worked with and um but also like vastly different points of view uh today um and also reasons for leaving which i think are interesting that um it just sometimes you have to carve out your own niche yeah. and and i'm a big believer in that and i think um i also am a big i think there's room for everyone absolutely i also like you know i also think that there's um ample space um, for, you know, re recognizing that in the time and place that it fit very well into yes. what, what was happening and also helped to mold and help to shape and help to influence the person that I am today. So, um, but yes. okay. So the, the next thing I wanted to know about, like, so London brought you, um, you were in London for a little while and then, um, then you finally, right after you finally unpacked your apartment in London, got noticed that Ben got a job in Amsterdam. So then you, yes. moved, you went so... to Amsterdam, but then like, <laughs> I, I'm curious to know, you know, you're, um, as my friend, like inspire me to do, uh, on a, on a number of different levels, inspire me to want to like learn how to DJ, inspire me to like, you know, it, become a better teacher. Um, also, whenever it came to me opening my own business, it was um, part of the reason why I felt capable of doing it was I watched you like birth the bar club. Um, oh. So I was hoping maybe you could tell us about like that piece of it. 
Yeah. Um, so when, when I left to move to um, England, Ben's parents live in Bolton, which is just like 20 minutes outside of Manchester. And so when we had to have my stuff from the States land there um, because we didn't know where we'd be living in London. So you had to have a stable address to have the stuff delivered to. And so we lived with them initially while we looked for apartments in London. We moved to London in May and then moved to Amsterdam in November. Uh, yeah. So like <laughs> May, June, July, August. So you were there for like literally four months. A yeah, minute. A yeah. And yeah. So while I was there, I did a lot of, um, I did set dressing um, and Jeremiah helped me out, helped me get a gig with his friend who was so sweet and so welcoming. And it was so nice to have a friend of a friend and be like, okay, it's like one degree of yeah, separation. Totally. Um, and I was coming out of like heavy corporate life and, and was thinking, okay, I need to go straight back into it. Yeah. So I applied well, for you a were ton a money, of jobs. A maker, like you were, yeah, yes. you've been in, you've been in the business for a while and you were top of the game. Which was a tough place to be because then at that level, positions are fewer and further yeah. between, and they're always way more apt to hire people from inside, yeah. which is good for those people. But I mean, my portfolio, I, I, the amount of times I heard you're overqualified or, you know, whatever, it's like, okay, well, if I'm overqualified, I'll just absolutely crush this job. But that's not how it works. So anyways, I mean, Ben did an art show to make money which was incredible wait by the way um, at some point he's... can we on the ig um put some of ben's artwork up because ben yes, is insane. of yeah. course he's insane and he's good on any medium which Wait's is crazy he can do anything yeah. anything yeah. so i'm really good at concepts so i build these concepts and then he just executes and kills them so the the show he did was called piece by piece and it was about historic um world changers activists peacemakers um and it it goes across the gamut it goes you know all over the place um and he it was 12 pieces and at the show opening night he sold eight of them and it, it was just unbelievable and um and it was eight of my favorite too, which I was really bummed of course. About. I was like, crap, I was hoping we'd get Save to keep those. one of those. But yeah, um, but he, he didn't know where in the gallery his stuff was going to land. And I was down because it, it was in Brick Lane in London. And I was walking down the street, um, just kind of killing some time before I was going to meet him at his office. And they were hanging it. And I texted him and I was like, Ben, you're in the window. Like you're fully ah. visible. This is so amazing. Cause it was a two floor gallery. So he could have been in the basement, but he got the window spot and that was a nice boost for him. Cause both of us were experiencing a lot of like rejection at that yeah. time, um, through jobs yeah. and, and we're both like, I don't have any qualms saying that we're both really talented oh, people. Yeah. As like, nor should you. We have are capable rather. How about that? Capable people. And to be rejected so many times, you're like, what am I, an actor? Yeah. Like this is crazy. Well, was that was that rejection part of the reason why you decided to like put your focus into like just creating your own business? Cause 
that didn't happen okay. yet. So in London, that was the, the the tiny little time that we were there. Ben had got connected with Nike and they loved him, but they were like, we just don't have the right spot yet. But the second that right spot opens, we'll call you. you're yeah. him. But the other thing is you never know when oh. that Well, also, be. you can't just put all your eggs in that basket. Eggs, you're like, yeah. oh, we'll, just, exactly. we'll just hold our breath until you're ready. Yeah. Totally. But, but lucky enough for him, it something came up rather quickly. He got the phone call on like a Tuesday that they were flying him out to Amsterdam the Wednesday. We thought it would be for interviews, but it was just to offer him the job. Um, so then that was in october and we moved in november so fast yeah so it was fast it was fast so then amsterdam um, so then we moved to amsterdam you settle in finally yes and then i i'm very good at moving at this point <laughs> i'm like i'm a professional how many moves in how many years 20 moves in 40 yeah, years there you go so you do the math but they definitely, obviously, because you don't, you don't move. I didn't move until I was seventeen. Right. So you squish, squish it, it down, down into more. even. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> always moving. Squish it down, and a lot of times, like I've been in this house for five years, so squish it down a little bit yeah. more. And sometimes there would be multiple in one year moves in oh, one yeah. year. Totally. Yeah, it's wow. a lot. Um, so now I'm in Amsterdam. Now I know I'm staying. Um, do I look for a corporate gig? Do I teach? Do I do yeah. both? Um, and London definitely wore my ass out with the ca- the corporate crap. Um, and I had been doing it forever. So I feel like I was getting shown an alternate path and being like, Hey, maybe explore this a little bit. Um, it's hard to walk so away from started... a high paying job though, to be honest. Like it's really hard to uh, not yeah. be like, fuck that. I'm going to go. I was making almost $200,000 or plus whatever the fuck it was to go and try something else is a real ballsy move. Cause that feels really good to be yeah. honest. I I've been there yeah. too. And making that kind of money is really comfortable. It is comfortable. And, and I had my divorce was messy and expensive. And um, so yeah. yeah, like coming out of that and then everything that I had saved, I put moving. into moving yeah. because it costs so much to a move. ton. A visa costs a ton. International shipping costs a ton. If you aren't being sponsored by a company, it's so really expensive. expensive. Yep. Yes. So um, so I started teaching in Amsterdam at a multidiscipline studio and I helped build their bar program. Yeah which is like huge now. So I trained teachers and nobody bar wasn't really here at all. Um, and of, of the classes that were there, they weren't great. You know, I'm, I'm okay saying that they were, they, they just had so much potential and there were teachers that had a ton of potential that taught other things that I was like, you can do this. You just, you just need to learn. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's wrong to say that boutique fitness is still kind of like on the come up in Europe right now, even right now. I mean, it's gotten so much more robust in the last few years, but I don't think it's wrong to say that it was like when you got to Amsterdam, it was like still in its incubation phase. Yeah, definitely. Um, So they soon shifted from having predominantly yoga classes on the schedule to 
being overwhelmed with bar and having it be, you know, waitlisted classes and, and just, it was a huge success. Um, and I had, I had kind of outgrown that studio. Like I was ready to just be on my own and teach what I wanted. And, you know, I, there were, there were like little issues here and there. You don't have to get into it, but yeah, there were like little things here and there that were frustrating for you. I'm somebody who cannot handle people who have massive egos and are wildly insecure. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it just doesn't work well whenever, I mean, the thing, the thing that ended up not working well for you was that there were just like a lot of things happening in the same space. And so like, there wasn't enough like privacy for, or, or for you to just be able to like fully. Well, it's hard. You know, this being a teacher, it's like you, you need a lot of time to yourself. Um, because you're giving pieces of yourself in class constantly and, and people think you're one thing, but they don't really know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, they, they know the teaching you and, and yeah. And that, so. um, So that inspired you to go up and do. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of experiment and, and I, I wanted to do something myself because I knew I could. Um, And and I did. That's where the that's what the bar club came out of. It was de- a small format yeah, studio. Say, how would you describe the bar club for any? Because most of us, I was lucky enough to get there and take class with you. Um, whenever we came, when I, when Ashley and I came, uh, yeah, for the, for the wedding. wedding. And um, but yeah, for anyone else, like what would you what would you say made bar club so special? I mean, the music, because, you, you know, it always yeah. does, but it was a weird mix so that we only really used the physical bar for a couple things like push-ups. So and, it wasn't you know, like just... ballet inspired bar. Like no, 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 no. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. No, not was... at all. It was way, way more Pilates. Pilates inspired. Yeah. You had like lots of mm-hmm. tools that you use, like lots of tools. Yeah. yeah. Who are you calling a tool? Well, <laughs> obviously <laughs> you, duh. No. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I like watching you do bar club. Um, I still have the original hat. Um, it hangs on my wall. It's almost like an art piece. Um, Love it. Which was so dope. And then, um, so like I got to come and take that class from you whenever I came for your wedding. And then I, then again, back in, I think it was September of 2019. Um, I had just quit bar three myself and hallelujah. I was so ready. Not that I don't love the, um, not that I didn't love the entire experience, but um, as we said before, it was like, we had outgrown it, but um but I, when I got to come back this the, the second time, I got to take your core forty class, um, mm-hmm. which can you we say a little bit about core forty? Yeah, it's so it's mega former Pilates, so it's like a it's the most recent iteration of a Pilates reformer, um, but it's it's made to be incredibly efficient. So less setups, um, 
easy to use. It's a little intimidating because they're huge. They're big. They're like these but, big Cadillac, um, like Pilates yeah. reformer oh, machines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is like rolling in your six yeah. Like that thing is big. Anybody listening that's like <laughs> um, in New York or um, has taken these classes before, I think Core 40, it's a 40-minute class, so the format is a little bit uh, shorter. But um, for anyone that's here, I think it's like um, if you know – um, any of the like reformer machine classes in the city here, this is like um, in line with like solid core. Um, it's in SLT. SLT. It's like intense Pilates reformer shit. Like it's like, you're, yeah. it's not a walk in the park. They're like 40 minutes. No. So let's fucking go. Let's fucking yeah. go. Yeah. The whole yeah. time. And it's a it's a different kind of teaching style too because you're you're not on a machine you're walking around because you gotta have your head on a swivel yeah. <laughs> when people are on machinery but um, it's very vocally draining and you are cueing the entire time so yeah. there's there's my favorite part of teaching like movement classes is when I can stop talking and just let the beat like lead the class um but you can't really do that in this because you you're you're moving quickly too because you're not in anything for very long yeah. um and yeah, yeah it's not long you have like 15 setups. seconds to set up and then there's like 30 mm -hmm. seconds to do x and then there's like a minute and a half to do the thing and then you're on to the next and then you have that same like thing yeah. cycles through yeah we were talking about yeah. like building a class before we started talking today on the on the yeah. on the pod but okay so well, i was gonna ask you i need to get my um i need to get my computer charger but i can still talk yeah, to go. you while i do that i just don't want to lose i mean i my, went to pee um... while you were talking so it Oh, I yeah, love it. Perfect. Um, I mean, we have headphones on, so it, it's fine. It works. So, well, I was going to ask you <laughs> your favorite thing about teaching, but you just kind of said like using the beat, um, like being quiet and using the beat. There was something that you said yesterday. I think we were just like chit-chatting yesterday or the day before. I can't remember, but it was like um, talking about the difference between teaching salt drop um, and bar three for that matter, because it's a beat driven class and teaching something like core 40 and you said which i love so much you said something like well when it comes to salt drop like we can use the beat and as an assassin like you can like you, yeah you, oh yeah it's a weapon you're just like you're just uh, like able to be so precise about um using the beat as like a driver for either motivation it is the excitement, driver like it's what yes. brings goosebumps to the surface of your skin. Um, yes. So I love that because I was like, I never really thought about it that way. Like we use the beat. We don't just move to the beat. Like mm -hmm. we use the beat to our, in our favor, like a, as an, as oh, an yeah. element, it's a weapon. as a tool, as an, as a weapon. Like mm -hmm. I thought like, yeah. I was, it kind of blew my mind the way that you explained it. Cause um, I love and now it's like so second nature, um, but I never heard music in that way before where I was mm. counting from a 32. If anybody had ever mm. even suggested to me that like I would be able to identify a phrase in music, I would mm. be like, you're crazy. I don't even know what that means. But now yeah. it's almost like I could completely just 
cue a 32 and like have a conversation with you. And in my gut, in my heart, and in, yes. in like inside me, know when that yes. 32 count is over. Like, I'm nodding so hard, my head's gonna it's fall off. Bizarre like, yes. how it's not bizarre. It's a, it's something that it is learned. And, um, whether it's from a young age of reading sheet music and learning it that way or singing or whatever it is that way, but you develop a feel and it's, it is something that's inside of you and you can have a song. I can listen to a song I've never heard before. And I'm going to tell you exactly when it's going to drop because it's math. It's math. That's it. That's it. And it's in there. It's almost less than math. It's like, there's a formula there's 32 beats. You can, even if you're an amateur and don't even get it, you'll recognize like when the beat changes, you can start your 32 count from right there. And even if you have to start with just eights, um, just understanding the way, oh wait, I'm going like way off on a tangent, but anyway, music, (laughs) amazing. Wait. Okay. So then that's, tell me. Um, but so like, just for context, I um, closed the club because my da- that's when my dad got really sick and Ben and I were going home a lot more to like help out. Yep. Um, I was going to ask and you what was the status of bar club. That was definitely the right thing to do. Um, it, yeah, it was. I I do not regret that decision one you bit had, because you had that issues. time spent was very special. Absolutely. You also had like we touched on briefly that's like some issues in where in the places where you were teaching bar club that just like didn't feel organic anymore they just like that yeah they were, it wasn't yeah. working out for you for whatever it wasn't reason. working i i needed i needed a, a quieter environment yeah and, they were teaching boxing also, in that same space and when we originally discussed like you were supposed to have that time. there yeah that time should be with nothing else well, but then yeah as it changed as knows, and i wasn't cool with as that. anyone knows who's ever done any group fitness the, the you're all five of your senses are turned on um yes. and so like we as anyone who's gives a shit about teaching recognizes that all five of your senses are turned on and like part of our job is to kind of talk to all that so if you have yeah. other shit happening in the background, that's hard for you. So, okay, then yeah. I'm going to, sorry, because I'm just going to try to drive the conversation in a direction. But like, so all that shit, um, I came to see you. We, I did core 40 with you. I left, I left, I'm just going to say this. I left Amsterdam um, a better teacher because um, when I came, one of the things that I, um I had taken a month off from teaching because I, I quit my job and I was about to launch Salt Drop. So I took the month off from teaching. And also, if you don't teach, <laughs> you can go forever if you teach. And if you'll just run yourself into the ground. And also, sometimes watch me. I'm doing you... it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right I know, now. <laughs> exactly. Same. But like the thing, the thing that is the best and is the hardest to do sometimes is to just take a break. Oh yeah. And I was so happy you were able to take that break and come out here and play for a little bit. It was so dope. I mean, look, I came out there, I took class. Like I was on like, you know, I wasn't able to shit the whole time I was there. I was on like very few hours of sleep. It was like, but your body's out of whack whenever you're traveling 
Um, yeah. But what I do, what I, the takeaway for me was, A, I, you turned me on to, do you remember that um, song, um, M, I don't want to say it wrong, Muye, M-U-Y-E? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love that song. Oh my that God. has to be, that's going to go on our playlist because it's so fucking good. But like, it's so good. changed my life. Have you heard the Black Coffee remix yeah, of so it? Yes, I've heard all of them and it's just insanity. Okay. And oh anyone that's wondering, it'll, we'll put it, we'll, I, it just, oh my God. So anyway. Well, you're going to have the best day listening to it all Oh day. my gosh. It was just so good. <laughs> so like, not only was I musically inspired, cause like you take one new song and for anyone like Shane and I, like if you give us one good song, goodbye. We're, it's, we're on a like Spotify um, K hole. I'm just like in yeah. that artist and everyone Hours. that sounds like that artist, yeah. like I'm in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but so I left Amsterdam being, um, musically inspired and also just like as a teacher inspired, like one of, um, I, I left feeling like I, um, wanted to speak like in a deeper pit, like pitch. I wanted to like come down from like that excited pitch. Um, there was like something about the, like, um, level of detail or whatever that came with it. It was just like super dope so when i all that stuff like came back and i launched salt drop that october so i was in um, Mm -hmm. amsterdam in september launched salt Mm -hmm. drop in october and then fast forward to march um salt drop i was doing okay like i'm not gonna say i was knocking it out of the park but like um but what new business goes, oh, you know what I have? Tons of income. Well, like, it was, you have to figure it, was it out It was really first. cute. Like, I actually was running my own business and surviving on my own for the very first time in my whole life. Like, I wasn't, like, making so much. I, I was making a fraction of what I made at bar three. But also, I was so much happier because I was, like, doing my own thing. And also, like, middle fingers up. But I was can I like, say something about that? Yeah, go. So... I think something that is um, like when you can get over what your title is and how much money you make and you start focusing on what makes you happy and not give a fuck what other people think of you, you truly begin to live and you realize that status who gives a well, shit? That's, like I a, love what it's I a do. Trap. You get so trapped it is a trap. in the idea that like yeah. I had health insurance. I was making good money. I was like in the in the small hemisphere. It's very that American was too. bar three. Like in that small insulated world, I was like, mm-hmm. um, you know, people would tell me that I was like good at what I was doing all the time. It felt really good. Um, but I'm going to be honest. I feel like you are so much more yourself now. Um, cause you don't ever have to edit you and I to fall into somebody's you like, and I have, way of thinking. You and I have this like, um, uh, funny, um, conversation the other day about me saying to somebody like, um, I don't remember what I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying. It's like we do this in this class, and like also like if you don't like it, don't let the first or the second door or the security laser hit you on the ass on the way out. Like 
Ding. It's like I'm unapologetically um, sincere about the fact that I think that what we do at Salt Drop, and then I want to, I have a question. I want to ask you. The the security laser is on the shark memoji's head. I just, okay. I, the shark memoji has the shark laser on his head, and he's waiting for you to walk out that second door so he can zap you. I, I just unapologetically feel like what we offer in terms of like a workout is just so unapologetically approachable um, because we are, I'm because honestly, because you and I both have like people in our lives that have had like diminished capacity when it comes to like their physicality um, that we just wanted to build a work, do this workout that was, um celebrated the idea that like this most magnificent thing that we carry around with us all the time like we we uh, have the opportunity and the luxury of being able to move it in ways that make us feel good so we wanted to do this thing that like made our bodies feel good and um um i don't I, I like it. I, oh, that was I kind of wanted to know honestly because <laughs> I'm so I'm so honored that like you we teach it together now. Um Oh, so I love it. Which so was much. like kind of where That's... I was going like we, I left there, I launched, I I started in October and fast forward to March like the pandemic started in and yes. everything kind of shut down and within a week um of so we closed our studios March 14th. So March 15th, I believe was a Monday. I I might be, it was the same here. I might be wrong on that, on the date exactly. But like, so that Monday through Sunday, I taught by myself on the salt drop uh, Instagram page. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm my studio closed. I might as well teach online for free. And if if people want to donate, fuck it. Like, right. Within a week, uh, CJ joined. And then I asked, you and Sarah Rose to join too and so like within mm-hmm. a week we were teaching salt drop together and so yeah so I kind of so I'm gonna ask you like a two-part question and then like you can take it in like roll or you can just give it to me like wham bam thank you ma'am but like okay. so what is your favorite thing about salt drop and like what's do you have a favorite move because people love favorite people move love a is move. easy People love a move. Um, I feel like all of ours is going to be the same, but um, I love a curtsy squat with a Fuck, me too. <laughs> I could do the whole class and do that, and you just change the beat, and I'll be like, okay. Same. Give me a curtsy okay. squat. I love the way it yes. feels. Yeah. My, my, I am really odd body type. Like, I am tall, but I have no waist. I have, I'm very boy shaped in the middle and I have long ass legs with no Can torso. Can we just so, also give a disclaimer that like you are just drop dead gorgeous. And like, I hear you cause I feel oddly shaped also, but, but like, no, you are gorgeous. Also, like this long lanky, like I'm giving you the side eye right moves. now. Like I'm like okay. okay. Just, just just if you happen to glance back at any of Shane's photos on her Instagram. Okay, page, let's just say this. I know my angles. Okay, well, I know my let's angles. Just say like that she knows. It's it's cute. Okay. Well. Anyway, anyway. um, I love that yeah. move, and um, 
I, what else I love about Solid Yeah, because I'm curious uh, because, you know, this is like a, this is something that like I designed with Sarah Rose from, and yeah. our experience was she's a yoga instructor, but also a bar yeah. three instructor. She's the only one of us that's a current bar three instructor today. Um, yeah. So you knew, you know a lot about what our sort of like the fabric, what made salt drop what it was what we were inspired by so like I'm curious to know like what you like about it um uh for me and I think we kind of touched on this before um I like I I mean I don't yeah my my bullshitometer my fakeometer um is very sensitive and um I don't like being talked to in a um patronizing way yeah, yeah. I don't like to be talked to in a patronizing way. I don't like to be talked to like I'm in kindergarten. Um, I don't like overly um, bubbly. And I think that that's because I'm a bubbly person, but I'm not fake. I'm real. And I, yeah, that's something for me that my, my whatever ometer, whatever you want to call it, peopleometer, like my vibe thermometer is incredibly sensitive and so for me um i like to take class with people's real personality so for me you teach as you you don't have a teaching persona you don't change your voice tone you don't say things that you wouldn't say in normal life um there's a bit there's a bit of like our job that no a little okay obviously a little but i want through difficult I moments. want you to so, coach to yeah. me and I want you to I want it to feel sincere um and that I think that's factor I think is what yes, you're talking about it's it's big for me and for me to be able to sink into a meditative state of movement which is how I like like when I work out full disclosure I put on my big ass headphones, headphones my bluetooth yeah. ones I don't even look at the screen unless I'm spam hard. You don't need to. And then, cause I don't need to, I hear you in my head and I move cause I know exactly what everything is. So it's like, I truly get to feel we put a, like we put a premium disconnected. Yeah. That disconnection that you get to feel with your eyes closed, I think is a is yes. part of the premium that we put on foreshadowing as instructors at salt drop because yes it, it's and also that's a, a big piece of what you do at core 42 is foreshadowing like you're you're you, all that's all you're doing you're like prepping <laughs> the person for what's coming next like yes while they're still doing what they're doing which i think is a gift yes um time economy it's a gift because you have a certain amount of time and in order for you to execute what you want to execute dude and also the ability to kind of like zone out and just have headphones on and not even look at the screen is magic because guess what? When we were in um, teaching classes in person, as much as you like want to look to the instructor for the inspiration for the, Oh, I'm looking at myself. The physicality of like what you're doing. (laughs) The, The minute you shift your attention to the mirror, you're focused on like what it is that you're doing, right? So like, yeah, there's there's yeah. that element of it too. That's like, just I, yeah. No, I'm w- looking at myself, and I'm in the call on me video by Eric Prids. If you don't know what that is, Google it immediately. I and already watch it. know exactly what you're talking about. I know you. Okay, know. wait. And I'm wearing workout gear from the '80s. Do you um? 
like what is I know you said earlier that like having someone like um be driven by the beat of the music is like your favorite part of teaching but like is there something um like if you that doesn't if, have to do with if music you dig down a little <laughs> bit more into yeah. teaching like more less about yeah. like the physical part or the music part of it or, or, or whatever like what what about teaching like makes you so happy um something about it right yeah definitely like I like to know things and I like to be good at things and I want to give other people that opportunity like I think people who keep information I think that's such a shame like tell everybody everything like nobody you're not you know what I mean like you're not gonna lose opportunities because you gave somebody else the gift of knowledge and all you could ever hope for is for people to get better than you using your knowledge because you taught them that and you gave them something you know what a gorgeous um um i'm just not really competitive i have gotten to how i am today and being able to have classes that are always busy because i did the work i put the work and also the exchange of information like that and when it's when people are receptive to what you've like put out there i think is like a beautiful way to um just pay respect to the creativity that's out there but also like the ownership piece of it is like a little selfish you know what i mean yeah, I mean, I, like, I teach from a place of, like, quote, you can, yeah. you know, um, and I push by enabling you, not by, like, threatening right. you, um, and and so with my limitations with my knees, that was important for me that's what makes it getting a, into that's the what game, makes it so you know? Shane, it's like... People get, um, they recognize themselves in, uh, in that piece of it for you. You know what I mean? Like that's what I th- I teach this way because this is what I needed. That's what I needed, and I wanted to create that for others. Yeah. You know. Okay. So you and I have this interesting piece in common about our sort of like non-linear path to where we are today. And then also what's fascinating, and we can get into this piece of it some other time, but um, the idea of the clubhouse, um, it was that like maybe fitness wasn't the entirety of like what Shane was, like the what you were meant to like put Mm, out into the world, right? It's not. Yeah, totally. It's, it's one, one of. of, right. And so like, that's one of the <laughs> mm-hmm. elements of like, what makes the clubhouse vibe like so beautiful. But I, yeah. I just like, if you were to give someone some piece of advice about how to turn like all of their various experiences, like how, what, how to find the intersection of like your various interests in order to create like the monumental, like, aha. I mean, I have a couple. Um, Give it to me. Like if you ever want to change careers, do it (laughs) and don't let anybody stop you. (laughs) Um, 
look at how many times Madonna reinvented herself. Like, uh, it, it, it's sometimes the best way to get all of the things you love to intersect is just to create your own thing. Amen. You know, like there it is. You, you do it and you make it what it is. Oh, it doesn't exist. Make it something you're missing something. Do it. You do it. Why wait for somebody else to do it? That's like, I have had every job. I have worked retail, I've made sandwiches, I've sold sunglasses, I've bartended, I've driven the monorail, I've toured with bands, I've designed window displays, done set dressing, taught classes, and seriously, thousands of other jobs. And I always have, like, on our first podcast, I said something that I, when I listened to it, I'm like, that's not true. And it was in the first 30 seconds. We have a corrections corner. We have a, yeah, we need to redact something. Uh, when I said that I have a lot of ideas and I don't execute them all, I mean, I have millions of ideas and I don't execute all the million of them, but I had to stop and like say, okay, Shane, let's give yourself credit for all of the stuff you have executed and, you know, not be yeah. so, you know, the, like my dad being ill required my emotional and my physical attention. And I needed to create space yeah. for that. And so that's why the podcast took forever. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with it that it's happening now because I have space for it. And um, nothing will ever feel, it always feels like chaos when you're doing it yourself. Um, you never totally have a handle on it. It's, something is always spinning out of control. You're always putting a fire out somewhere, but that's kind of part of the excitement and it's the work that you put in so that then when you move on you've either gifted somebody with an amazing thing you've made money or what whatever your end goal is and all of your experience is relative because it's life experience and like you wouldn't think that driving a monorail would help me nowadays but it did somehow and you know there's lots of things from my early career that are present in my daily life so anything you do is experience. It's teaching you how to interpersonally relate with people, how to like do different kind of math or whatever, whatever it is that it's, all of it is relative. There are no stupid jobs. Everybody's work is is equally important. It is so true. That piece of it is so true. There's like every single fucking little dumb job that I had. Every time that I like walked out of a restaurant, I was a waiter for 17 years in my life. I'm Mm -hmm. 40. So that gives you some perspective. I grew up in a restaurant. Um, just every single shitty job that I had gave me perspective and an opportunity to kind of like see um, a little bit more into like what I was able to tolerate, what I wasn't able to tolerate, like all mm-hmm. the things that like eventually um, lead you to whatever I think is your own personal kind of uh like exit from that and entry into whatever it might be. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And sometimes you choose the exit and sometimes the exit. Chooses 1000% you. You know I mean? <laughs> shit. I've been fucking fired before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've been out of school. I've been fired. Like sometimes. And even I think the biggest lesson for me is that even after all that shit happens, it's like the, 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 the real value of the lesson doesn't hit you immediately. Right. When you get fired or right. Mm-hmm. When you get kicked out of school, it's like that shit takes time. Yeah, it, takes time. it does. It takes time. Um, okay. I'm um, going to ask you yeah. one more question <laughs> to kind of wrap everything okay. up. Um, okay. 
and this is, I think this could even take us like 10 or 15 more minutes, but I would say <laughs> like at the end of all this, we're 40. Um, we've each. Have we said that we're 40 yet? Did anybody, just in case anybody's wondering, we're both in case 40. Any, we in say case 40? anybody's wondering, we turned 40 this year. Um, this podcast has been brought to you by 40. the number 40. Um, <laughs> if you were to like be able to go back to like you at 30 and Oof. like give you some like piece of advice. <laughs> Woof. I mean, <laughs> fuck. If I were to like go back to 30, that was like before I met Jeremiah. But like, okay, so if I were to ask you, if you were to say something to like your 40 year old self when you were 30, like what? Can you even articulate what that might be? I don't know. Um, that's super vast. It's there's so many. Things. Is there is there one thing that jumps <laughs> out at you? Like I know that there's a ton, but is there something that jumps out? Um, Maybe it's work related. Maybe it's relationship related. I, Maybe it's music I would related. Say take take the job. <laughs> um. You'll meet an amazing person. So keep, yeah, keep trucking uh, and keep playing music, even if you don't think you're going to stay in a city because it's your first and your deepest love. Absolutely. Like, um, uh, does that mean we're going to hear Shane like uh, sing again? Oh, I mean, yes. Like the, my talking about career transitions, my next one is already underway. And like, um, I'm, I, I, it's going to be less of like rock band Shane or stage performing Shane in that way. And I'm just going to produce my own track. We're going to become world famous DJ. DJ. Yeah, and I'm going to sing the hooks, and Dino is going to say the D1000s in my Listen, clubhouse. all I have to say is my favorite thing in the world, and I think Shane's even sick of me sending her these songs, but, like, if you give me a female vocal, forget it. it. Like, I loves am it. on board. Just He loves a female uh, hook. I just need, I Love. just need, I just need it. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's, um okay yeah. so is there anything else <laughs> that you would say um to kind of close out the conversation like i mean that's pretty much it that like got me to where we are yeah. now and that we're working together with salt drop and that's really fun i i think working with your friends can go both ways but I mean, like Dino's got his group of friends in New York that I know some of but not all of um and that is like the tightest knit, you know, like I have my LA friends that are like, that, like the friends that you keep, yeah. that you've kept for, especially when you get into your thirties and, you know, into your forties, there might be less of them, but the quality of them is so incredible. And, um, you know, that's why I, it didn't even hesitate when Dino asked me to teach I like, just, and it has now become such a piece of what I, what my going forward life looks yeah. like. And I just love it. And it's been well, yeah, like pandemic has been weird, but great. It's, too, it really know? has had such a dual effect on my life. Like I have definitely felt some um, uh, bubbling 
anxiety just because of the pandemic, just about like that, the shift in uh, being home all the time um, and what that's presented as far as like, I don't even know, dude, like my fitness studio is my living room now. So it's like, it's a lot of things have like shifted, but I do have to say um, that relationship wise, being able to um, teach this method together um has well this is like super real and super authentic it's been really eye-opening and very humbling as an experience and i think to bring it just back to shane and i for the last moment here it was like um working together gave us an opportunity to like share ideas and to um be like a part of this thing together, but also like fueled our first uh, disagreement, maybe fight or like miscommunication too. Like, so working, working with your friends isn't always easy. Um, No. And, but you always know that it's like, uh, like worthwhile. I had no problem seeing where you were coming from and you had no problem seeing where I was coming from. And we both were like, isn't pandemic crazy and it makes you act a fool and like whatever, but, but also good to communicate on that level and to like move that out of the way and to be like, wow, you know, like, you know, even though um, loving one another is a difficult experience, like experiencing like discomfort when it comes to disagreements is also a learning experience too. And not something that we should all learn from. And uh, gorgeousness no. can emerge from like the conflict as well so I just think it's so fun that we're doing this together and um, through this experience like this podcast has emerged and I hope that everyone that um, listened for the whole hour and 20 minutes hour and 20 minutes <laughs> we thought we said we were gonna do it had, shorter, had a but... good time oh today because I think that was really fun I feel like we got to know a lot about um like what got you to where you are today and what got us to where we are today. So, so. Yeah. Well, if you want to um, get a hold of us and tell us what you want us to please. talk about, <laughs> be the first person to sign up an email, please. <laughs> Woo! You can email us at clubhousepod at gmail.com yes. and tell them how Clubhouse is spelled. Um, you know? It's C L U B H U I S, which is pronounced Clubhouse, but sounds like Club Huis. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to say huis, we're cool with it um we're super down super down um yeah if you're a deep friend of the pod then you can say huis. uh yeah huis. and you can also um find us on instagram we have one post so far which is pictures based on the last episode uh but it's at clubhouse pod yeah. um and so I, we were talking earlier about the mixtape for a sec and I already created it. So I'll Shit. share it on the Instagram. Also, can you know what other song and, needs to go on it? The one that you played in your what? class, um, No Goodbyes. Oh I my got God. Oh. Paul, uh, no, that's Paul. Oh Brenner. my God, yeah. that song is oh so my God. fucking fire. I, you made I me go back into song. my archive to find that song. I was like, Shit, that song is so good. That vocal... Uh. 
Um, I'm gonna listen to it I can, when we're done. That that's like the kind of shit that I'm gonna put shit. out. Like some, same. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Honestly. She's got that like that. She's like kind of where I oh, live. Like that yeah. Is so good. Yeah. You're like remember, it's you so black good. out as an instructor listening to that kind of song. It's so good. Oh, I do, and I just yeah. There's so um so my favorite like record label is. Uh, defected, defected and they did all the yeah they did all those great oh, yeah. they do I mean that's just house down you know so good and they did so many good virtual festivals during lockdown that you can still watch on YouTube if you guys want something yeah. to do and you need do something it. on the weekend and it's raining do, do it. it but um, so many of their tracks that I play when I teach I am gone, gone. like <laughs> I the, the those soulful vocals and it, it just sits in the pocket and it's like oh, like bleh, like just it's love nasty. it. It's my favorite. It's yeah, it's nasty and delicious and Ugh. I love it. Anyway, all right. Well, anyway, so we'll make that we'll available, make it available for y'all. You have we'll to hear this song. It's it. so good. Um, I mean, this was so fun. Yay. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next yeah, week. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Toot toot. toot toot beep beep Bye. beep beep <laughs> <laughs> bye bye